Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 728, 728. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or, or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I've got a strong message from the second chapter of the book of Luke, and we're going to be starting out at verse uh, 30. I believe, yes, 30, and I've got some... Freshly made songs with the Prague Orchestra and the Life Choir, H.B. Barnes Choir. It's called What a Friend We Have in Jesus and In the Sweet By and By. So make sure you listen to those. Uh, very big production. And uh, we also have letters. But right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask him to anoint this service. And to make it a meaningful service, Father God, that will cause people, will make people be humble and bow down before you before it's everlastingly too late. Because it's appointed unto man, all of us, to die, and after death comes the judgment immediately. There's no possibility to come back, and there's no possibility of parole or there's no exit signs in hell. And we want to make it to heaven, Father, and so let everybody open their ears and their hearts to let the words that are said from your Gospel of Luke <clears throat> to go deep into the ears and in the hearts of the people that are listening. Block Satan, bind him, Father. Let him not have any way whatsoever on this program and open doors for your children that souls may be saved. Lord, anoint those that um, need finances, give finances to them. Uh, open blind eyes, touch and heal cancer, touch and heal every dreaded disease. Uh, the, for people that are going to repent and keep the gospel, uh, to learn what the gospel is, learn the Bible, and then preach it. And, Lord, deliver people from their enemies, people that are Christians, Lord, from their enemies. You promised that you would. If they're doing anything that's wrong, show it to them so that they can know uh, to repent, and then that you'll deliver them from all their problems, all the disasters that are going on around and about them, Lord, let them believe you and uh, receive you now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. 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 Okay. Right now, this is uh, myself uh, singing the lead with uh, the Prague Symphony Orchestra. H.B. Uh, Barnum conducting and arranging it along with his choir, the Life Choir and the Hollywood Choir as well combined. It's actually the Life Choir. Yeah, they really sound great. So let's hear them say, let's all sing now, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Jesus is my friend because he showed me that he existed. He showed me there was a heaven and a hell, and he delivered me from hell. 
showed me the way, that he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one can take his place. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry Everything, everything to God in prayer. Every trials and temptations, everybody does. Is there trouble Just take it. Take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so
praise the Lord, it's a real big time, big time uh, thing for you to do, and a privilege, what a privilege, to just when there's trouble, get up to the throne of the Lord and ask him, Lord, there's trouble here, Lord, you said you'd protect me, Lord, there's bandits, there's people wanting to kill me, there's people uh, that were hungry, Lord, there's a wolf is just a howling at the door, uh, Lord, uh, come and rescue us. And it's, uh, he says, call on me and I'll hear you and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things. He said, just get up here and, uh, if you ask, uh, you're going to receive. It's a promise. If you seek, you're going to find. If you knock, it'll be open to you. But we have to really strive to make, uh, it, uh, Happen because if we're not keeping the commandments, the Lord uh, may, I, you know, sometimes he might answer your prayer because of your ignorance. But uh, if you know that you're doing wrong and you're doing it purposely, uh, you know, don't expect an answer. Of course, there's uh, God is the Jewish God and he there's always provisions. Uh, there's always if you keep my commandments. You're my friend. If you keep my commandments. But what about, what about Lord, if we don't uh, love you and we don't keep your commandments? Well, you don't belong to me then. I take care of my children. So if you want to get uh, all the benefits of the commonwealth of the kingdom of heaven, then you gotta do something. You've got to obey him disobeying him is the same sin as witchcraft. And so don't expect to receive anything if you don't obey the Lord. If you're disobeying him, you get nada, nothing, zero. All right, we're in the second chapter of Luke, verse 30. Now, uh, the Simeon uh, came to Jesus' circumcision and took him up in his arms, and he prayed to God, saying, For mine eyes have seen my salvation. Well, the Lord told him that he wouldn't die until the time that he saw the Messiah. And he recognized the Holy Spirit, told him that that is the Messiah. It's right here. Pick him up. Bless him. And and he's going to bless you. Verse 31. So he says, Mine eyes have seen my uh, salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, Father. Verse 32. A light. You know, this is a dark world, and we need a light in this world to guide us to the kingdom of heaven and to keep us out of the pit of hell and the lake of fire. Because all that is there is misery, suffering, and torture. You mean to say God would torture you? You know that he will. It says so in his word. And so what kind of God is that? He's the kind of God that keeps his word. And that's why he warns us to stay out of there. Now, if somebody warns you not to cross the highway, there's a car speeding 
uh, 50, 60, 70 miles an hour, and you're so stupid that you just go walking out there blindfolded in the dark. Well, don't say that the cars did it to you. You did it to yourself. You committed suicide, and this is spiritual suicide not to listen to the Lord. Well, so the Lord has prepared uh, the salvation of the entire world before the face of everybody on earth. Verse 32, a light, a light in this dark world, the only light that there ever was or ever will be. So even those of us that carry the same gospel Jesus did, we are the lights of the earth. He said, I am the light of the world. And then he went on to say that his disciples are the lights of the world. Okay, and I'm thinking of a song that I'd like to sing. The lights along the shore. Mark that one down. Like, brightly beams our Father's mercy from his lighthouse evermore. For to us he gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. We're the lights along the shore. So let your, the lower lights be burning. Let everyone be burning with the spirit of the word of God so that people can be led to the Lord. Let the beams of them shine everywhere because it's a, it's, this is nothing more than a dark world. And only those of us that are lights along the shore, uh, we're the only ones that are bringing that light. Uh, the opportunity, the true word of the Lord, which is able to heal you, which is able to save your soul, which is the main thing, and to give you finances, and to heal you, and to raise you from the dead life that you're living now into a very productive life. And that will uh, give you... Um, the defense God promises to defend his children and to make a way for them where there doesn't seem to be any way at all. So this is a light to lighten the Gentiles, even the Gentiles who were never able to be saved before and now able to have Christ as their light, to lighten, the, uh, lighten them up, to show them the way how to live their lives in this world, and also how, um, and to give them uh, to glory, the glory, he, he's the glory of the people of Israel. And uh, we have to become Israelites in order to be uh, in the light. We have to bow down before the world's greatest Jew, uh, and, you know, people that are anti-Semitic, that's just unbelievable because they're anti-God. God is the God of the Jews. And you have to become a spiritual Jew in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. So verse 33, and this world's greatest Jew just came into the world. This is his circumcision. This is Simeon. And Simeon is praising and thanking the Lord in this prayer. Verse 33, and Joseph and his mother... Um, marveled at those things which were uh, spoken of him, Simeon. Verse 34, And Simeon blessed them 
the mo- uh, the mother, and also he blessed Joseph, even though he wasn't the father. God was the father, and said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. Now, this child is set for the fall and rising because everyone that doesn't believe that he's the Messiah will fall. And they'll fall, fall, fall in a spiral into hell and the lake of fire. So this child is set for the fall of people and then also the rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Well, he's, this is all a sign, this Savior, and people speak against him. Just like this uh, comedian that just passed into eternity. He used to blaspheme the Lord and everything. Can you imagine? Uh, he was a fast-talking dude. Can you imagine how fast he was talking? Now, Lord, you know, I was just doing that for a living. You know what I mean? I was just uh, You know what I mean, Lord? You know what I mean? The Lord doesn't uh, like people that blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Verse 35, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also. Well, he's talking to the mother Mary, and when she saw him crucified on the cross, it was like a sword that pierced through her own soul also. That the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So there's a, how will the thoughts of many be revealed? Well, because when you see uh, the Son of God, or someone that you don't believe is the Son of God, these thoughts, the Lord knows every thought that you're thinking. Good, this guy is a phony. He said that he's really the Son of God. And uh, so there's those mockings. The thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Well, they're not revealed. No, they're revealed to God. And that's what uh, you don't want to have any evil thoughts about Christ. Verse 36. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Aser. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. Verse uh, 37. And she was a widow of about four score and four years. Eighty-four years. Which uh, Parted not from the temple, but uh, served God with fastings and prayers night and day. 
day and night, night and day. Well, that's two squares. Didn't she even go to a movie? Didn't she go out to a hamburger shop? No, she didn't. Okay, verse 38. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord. She was there when they came in for the circumcision and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Verse 39. And when they had performed all things according to the law of God, law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. Well, he was born in Bethlehem, and he, but he was called a Nazarene because he was uh, he lived there. Just like myself, I was born in Joplin, Missouri, but when I was two years old, they took me to uh, Montana. That's where I was raised. Okay, uh, verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit. He wasn't a musclehead, but he was stronger than muscleheads. He was spiritually strong, filled with wisdom, and the, that's the fear of the Lord, and the grace of God was upon him, the power of God. Verse 41. Okay, this is, um, we're in um, Studio City, we're in the Hollywood area, and it's um, Friday night, and you can hear people out there around the pool uh, in drunken revelry, uh, but you know, here I am preaching the gospel, so listen to me and not all the chatter uh, from the poolside. Okay, verse 41. Now his parents, Jesus' parents, went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. Verse 42. And um, now he, Jesus was the Passover, but they didn't know it then. Verse 42. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. Verse 43, and when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus uh, tarried behind them. He was behind them in Jerusalem. He, they left him. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. Verse 44. But they supposing him to have uh, been in the company, uh, went a day's uh, journey, and they sought him among their uh, kinsfolk and uh, acquaintances. Well, they saw after one day here, they know that they've... uh, uh, are supposed to take care of uh, their child, even though he was uh, going to, he's the Messiah, they didn't pay any attention to him. They just busy chatting and everything. They weren't doing their duty. Verse 45, and when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. Verse 46, and it came to pass that after three days, they found him. In the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, 
both hearing them and asking them questions. Verse 47, And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Astonished from this 12-year-old boy. Verse 48, And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, she's rebuking him, Son, why hast thou thus uh, dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee, uh, thee sorrowing. We were really sorrowing. And um, verse 49, And Jesus said unto them, how is it that you sought me? Aren't you supposed to watch me? You shouldn't have to be seeking me for three days. Wist ye not that I must be about my, my father's, my real father's business? My real father is God. Verse 50. And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. My, 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 didn't understand. Well, it shows that Mary is not God and that she's not uh, to be prayed to because here she is rebuking the Messiah and it was her fault in the first place. I keep my eye on my son. I don't want him to stray away. And if he was gone for one or two minutes, I'd immediately be seeking him. So Mary and this uh, Joseph did not understand the saying which he spoke unto them, which Jesus spoke unto them. Verse 51, And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was uh, subject unto them until he became uh, uh, of age. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Well, isn't that nice? She's not that bright to say things. She just keeps things in her heart, in her corazón, if you will. She's nobody to pray to. Seems to me that she's fairly stupid and fairly um, slothful and negligent. Verse 52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature for rebuking her also, and in favor with God and man. Now we're in chapter 3. Now in the 15th year of the uh, reign of Tiberius Caesar Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea uh, and Herod being Tetrarch Tetrarch of Galilee and his brother Philip Tetrarch of Ichuria and of the region of Tretch, Onitis, and Lysanias, the Tetrarch of Abilene. Verse 2, 
Annas and uh, Caiaphas being the high priests, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness, that John that they called John the Baptist. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preparing or preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Verse 4. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. In other words, everybody was into false doctrine in those days, and so he, like God, sent me into straighten everybody's thinking in regard to what the true word of God means. He obviously didn't care whether I could read uh, or pronounce words that well, but he did call me, and not you who can pronounce words very well. He may be calling you into the ministry, but he called me first. And I won a lot of souls, millions, Verse 5, every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low. So that's talking about every valley shall be filled. Is that a valley? It's a low spot in people's lives. It should be filled with the Holy Spirit, and every mountain or nation and hill um Counties or cities, small cities, shall be brought low. And the crooked shall be made straight. The sinners shall be saved. And the rough ways shall be made smooth. In other words, the rough ways, the hard things to understand, shall be made easy to be understood just as it is with my messages. Verse 6. And all flesh, all flesh shall see the salvation of God, whether they see him personally or whether they hear the gospel from the apostles. Verse 7. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers. This is John the Baptist. Well, I thought uh, these uh, Baptists are supposed to speak smooth things like they do today rather than to call people snakes. But John the Baptist, who they call their church after, is uh, quite different. He says, O generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath of, to come? Who is the one that came and preached to you that you have to be baptized? Who's the one that came to you telling you that you had to keep the commandments of the Lord? Who did that to you? Who came to you and told you, warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Verse 8. Bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance. Uh, but John the Baptist here is saying to them, Start doing the work of the Lord, but you're not doing the work of the Lord. But you first, before I baptize you, you bring forth, therefore, fruits 
worthy of repentance. In other words, you're preaching false doctrine. Stop doing that first, then I'll baptize you. And begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham uh, to our father. In other words, we're Jews. And that's supposed to be some big deal. No, because the Bible says not all Israel is Israel. Not every Jew is a Jew. For I say unto you that God is able to of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So if that means that even stones are bigger deals than you, because God could raise them up uh, to uh, and rise up, as the children unto Abraham. Verse 9. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Now here he's likening these people as trees. And he's saying, God is able to cut you down. Let me tell you, God Almighty is going to cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go tell that midnight rider. Tell the gambler, the rambler, the backbiter, tell him God Almighty's going to cut you down. So John the Baptist is, so to say, uh, speak, saying that. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. You can tell a tree by the fruit. And these are evil trees that God would chop down. And how can he tell that they're evil? Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit. If you're not preaching the true gospel, and if true Bible-believing souls don't come to the Lord, God is going to hew down and cast into the fire. It's very easy to tell when people are keeping the commandments of the Lord and when they're not, isn't it? Yes. Yes. How? souls. <laughs> no, they're keeping all the commandments too. Amen? Amen? Well, they're preaching the true gospel. They're not preaching heresy. And they're not into drunkenness or fornication or homosexuality or all the different and, uh, and lesbianism and uh, whoremongers and liars and thieves. Now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit. In other words, it keeps the entire gospel, not just wins souls. Because you're not going to win a soul if you're not keeping God's commandments. Every soul that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Verse 10, And the people ask him, saying, what shall we do then? I mean, we're worried. We know that you're of the Lord. Uh, you look like you're of the Lord. You don't look like one of these Baptist preachers or you're not walking around with robes and this big funny hat on your head. But we know you're of the Lord. And what shall we do? What shall we do? What shall we do? Verse 11. He answered, John the Baptist answered, and saith unto them, He that has two coats, and you see somebody that doesn't have any, let him impart to him that hath none. 
Give one of them to somebody that needs one. Amen? And he that has uh, meat, let him do likewise. Give him something to eat. Even if they look like me with, uh, you know, camel hair, uh, leather uh, garments instead of soft clothing. Got a beard, not well kept, not well groomed. Give it to him. Verse 12. Then came also publicans to be baptized and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? Here's these uh, drunkards. And verse 13, he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. Okay, so what they're doing is not cheating people. Verse 14, And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man. Don't murder people. Neither accuse any falsely. Well, isn't that violent when somebody picks up the phone and says, there's this uh, Iraq, they have weapons of mass destruction. Isn't that doing violence unto them? And then to prepare atomic bombs or some kind of bombs and go over there and blast them off the map when it was nothing but a big lie. It says, and do violence unto no man, let alone an entire city. Neither accuse any falsely. Isn't that what happened? Then wasn't that a false accusation that had hundreds of thousands of people murdered? Yes. And be content with your wages. Okay? Because you can only eat so much per day, and as long as you have a roof over your head, or even if you don't, uh, be thankful for what you have. Verse 15. And as the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John, they were thinking about this guy. What is it with him? Whether he were the uh, Christ or not. Because he is preaching the word to them. He's telling them, look, you have to prefer others before yourself. You have to do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. Verse 16, they didn't, uh, you know, nobody was doing that. Verse 16, John answered, saying unto them, unto all of them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the la- latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Verse 17. Whose fan is in his hand. Uh, he can really whip that fan and make the fire get brighter and brighter in you. The lower lights be burning. And he will thoroughly purge his floor. In other words, 
the foundation is the floor. He's going to purge these uh, apostles, these first uh, followers of his. And he's going to purge them with his word. And we'll gather the wheat into his garner. He'll bring uh, those good ones, the wheat, not the chaff, but the wheat, into his house. But the chaff, the ones that don't receive the gospel, he will burn with fire, unquenchable. The fire will not be able to be put out. Verse 18. And many other things in his exhortation preached he, John the Baptist, unto the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, um, being uh, reproved by him for Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herod had done. Verse 20, added yet this above all, that he shut up John in prison. So he married his own, or was having sexual relationships with his own brother's wife. And then he takes the front runner of the king of glory, the king of kings and the lord of lords, and puts him in jail. Shut him up in prison. Verse 21, now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized and praying, uh, the heaven uh, was opened. Verse 22, And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily shape like a dove. You could actually see it upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee uh, I am well pleased. Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. In Jesus, verse 23, himself began to be about 30 years of age. Being as was supposed, the son of Joseph, but it was just supposed that he was the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. And I'm going to let Sharon read the rest of these words. Keep going. Verse 24, which was the son of Matthat, which was the son of Levi, which was the son of Melchi, Melchi, which was the son of Janna, which was the son of Joseph. Verse 25, which was the son of Mattathias, which was the son of Amos, which was the son of Nahum, which was the son of Esli, which was the son of Nagi. Verse 26, which was the son of Maath, which was the son of Mattathias, which was the son of Semei, which was the son of Joseph, which was the son of Judah. Verse 27, which was the son of Joanna, which was the son of Risa, which was the son of Zerubbabel, which was the son of Salathiel, which was the son of Neri. Verse 28, which was the son of Melchi, which was the son of Adai, which was the son of Kosam, which was the son of Elmodam, which was the son of Ur. Verse 29, 
which was the son of Josi, which was the son of Eliezer, which was the son of Jorim, which was the son of Naphtat, which was the son of Levi. Verse 30, which was the son of Simeon, which was the son of Judah, which was the son of Joseph, which was the son of Jonam, which was the son of Eliakim, Eliakim, verse 31, which was the son of Melia, which was the son of Menan, which was the son of Mattatha, which was the son of Nathan, which was the son of David, verse 32, which was the son of Jesse, which was the son of Obed, which was the son of Boaz, which was the son of Salmon, which was the son of Naasson, verse 33, which was the son of Aminadab, which was the son of Aram, which was the son of Esram, which was the son of Phares, which was the son of Judah, verse 34, which was the son of Jacob, which was the son of Isaac, which was the son of Abraham, which was the son of Therah, which was the son of Nahor, verse 35, which was the son of Saruk, which was the son of Regal, which was the son of Phalek, which was the son of Heber, which was the son of Selah, verse 36, which was the son of Cainan, which was the son of Erphaxad, which was the son of Shem, which was the son of Noah, which was the son of Lamech, verse 37, which was the son of Methuselah, which was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of Melilil, which was the son of Cainan, verse 38, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Mm, which was the son of God. And Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit, when the dove came down upon him, he filled him with power. Um, uh, the When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, ye shall have power. When ye shall have power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, full of power, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness, <clears throat> being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. So he fasted for uh, 40 days and 40 nights. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Uh, verse 3, And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Verse 4, And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Verse 5. And the devil taking him up into an high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give, give it. All right, so we're out of 
time right now. We need this time to read letters. And where is the first letter from? It's a nursing home response from New Boston, Texas. Okay, let's hear it, please. We had a wonderful response from the nursing home in New Boston, Texas. Eighteen souls in all were saved. Thirteen souls were saved at the service, which included one guest who had walked in on the service, stayed, and prayed with us. Five more were saved as we went from room to room to talk with the people who were unable to attend the service. In one of the rooms as we were leaving, we found a beautiful little girl, approximately 11 years old. Her name is Ashley Durst. She had been in an automobile accident and became paralyzed from it, and her grandmother kept her in the home because she could not take care of her. Due to the privacy law, we could not get very much information on her, just that she never spoke. As we talked to her and sang to her, she would get so excited and her hands would wave about. As we talked about the Lord, she got very excited, and when I asked her if she would like to pray with us and ask Jesus into her heart, her hand stopped waving and she put her hand in mine to pray. She looked me in the eyes and acknowledged each word I spoke, smiling. When the prayer was finished and she, who had never spoke in that home, she said several times, Love, love. I praise and thank the Lord that we were able to be there today. The response from there was very warm. All of the residents were happy we came and asked us to please come back. They are so thankful that our ministry is so kind and giving. They were very lonely and it warms them so much when we, after the service, give them literature, fruit, and sugarless candy. They were like little children, so excited and thankful for the gifts and the attention. The girls that we bring with us are very responsive to these older people and always a testimony. We also prayed with a Jewish woman named June Klump from Philadelphia. She followed us, thanking us for coming and asking for us to come back. It is very refreshing and makes Christian life so rewarding. Signed, Vicki from Texarkana, Arkansas. All right, praise the Lord. The Lord wanted me to tell you, you know, I'm legally blind and sometimes it's a little hard for me to read. And um, the Apostle Paul was crude in speech and Moses was not a person that could speak well, either because of some impediment he had as far as speech uh, I do the best I can, but you know, Moses was a very great man of the Lord. There wasn't even anybody that could even touch him at all in his congregation. Some people think just because you can read doesn't mean a thing. We've had people in the church that could read exceedingly well, but they fell away from the Lord. Uh, they really weren't anything in the Lord at all. They just read well. But uh, I, I just pray that you'll have patience with me. And some of the words, uh, the names of some of these people are a little, uh, with my tunnel vision, hard for me to see. And we're out of time. But Moses, you know, he led the people. And um, so did the Apostle Paul. And so do I. And so that's the main thing is that you're being led. Amen. So be patient. I say, and uh, say this prayer. You know, um, uh, we have John the Baptist that was telling these people all these things, and we've got Jesus who stated that he was the way, the truth, and the life. And he said that all the benefits of the commonwealth of the kingdom of heaven belong to you if you just become part of the commonwealth. And the way that you become part of the commonwealth to, to begin with it is to say this prayer. All right, say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, say it to God. 
My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart and I invite you, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I invite you, Father, and I invite you, Holy Spirit, into my heart. Wash all my former filthy sins away from my soul, Lord Jesus. Father God, Holy Spirit, I know that Jesus, your blood, taketh away the sins of the entire world. Lord, I, um, I know that you've heard me. I know that you've answered me. And because of your word which says, uh, all that call upon me shall be saved, uh, I'll hear you, as long as you're calling for salvation. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now, just raise up your hands and thank and praise God. Okay, you raise your hands and praise uh, football players, basketball players. You get excited about sports, some of you. But praise and thank the Lord. He's the only one that deserves our praise and thanks. And all the glory goes to him. And Sharon... Tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this tape number 728. It's free of charge. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alarmo again saying, make sure you tune in tomorrow for another powerful message in the Lord and for letters and some um, really uh, good music. Uh, here I am again to sing with the Symphony Orchestra, Europe's one of Europe's best, uh, with the... Life Choir, conducted by H.B. Barnum and company, in the sweet by and by. Praise the Lord. I'm going to heaven. How about you? I hope so. There's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith we can see it apart For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. To our bountiful Father above, we shall offer our tribute of praise 
go to heaven. Believe the gospel and you'll be there with Jesus. Come on, choir. Sing with me. 